Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. An autumn Saturday afternoon, cloudy, uh, still a chance of showers here in the Twin Cities, clearing late tonight, as you heard a moment ago. Uh, looks like a good day tomorrow, a little breezy, uh, starting to get uh, the leaves cleaned up. Uh, they're starting to fall. Some of the trees have started to turn and uh, getting ready to put uh, our lawns to bed for the winter. And we're joined by Professor Eric Watkins from the University of Minnesota Department of Horticultural Science. And uh, we are going to talk turf today, and Eric's good enough to join us through the bottom of the hour. So if you want to talk about your lawn and uh, proper lawn care late in the season, uh, by all means, call or text. And our city's one plumbing talk and text line is 651-461-9226. Eric, good to visit with you. It's been a while. Yeah, good to be here, Steve. Yeah, I think the last time we talked, we were in the heat of summer and uh, just kind of getting through it and putting water down and, and keep that lawn alive. Here we are uh, late in the season, and uh, people are always wondering, what is the proper way to, to, to put the, the turf to bed to winter, so to speak? Yeah, well, not quite to the point where we'd uh, say you're putting the lawn to bed, but there are you know good practices that you can follow now to improve the lawn for next year. Uh, if uh, if you haven't fertilized yet, now's a good time to fertilize. Uh, we're kind of hitting the end of that window soon, but this is a good time to fertilize. Um, you could still aerify now if you haven't aerified, you know, maybe through the end of the month or so. Um, now's a good time to uh, control broadleaf weeds. Uh, so dandelion, for instance. Um, so there's a few things you can be doing now uh, to to strengthen the turf, uh, both this fall uh, and next year. And uh, Eric, uh, aerify that that's taking the plugs out of the soil and and just let them lie. No no reason to clean those up. Right, in a, in a lawn, you don't have to clean those up. Yep. There's there's different ways you can aerify, but that's the that's the primary method that's used by uh, for home lawns. Yeah, and, I, and I've seen, like, the spikes where you're, you're dragging something behind, say, your garden tractor, and it, it, it pokes holes in that way. Is, is that effective as well? 
Sure. Yeah, that can also be effective. The main the main uh, goal with in airification is to to increase uh, air uh, air spaces in the soil uh, for uh, air movement and water movement. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Most of the time, though, you're pulling up pulling up cores that then break down uh, over time. Yeah, and should it be done every year, every other year? What's the timing? Uh, you don't have to do it every year in most cases. It's really based on individual lawns. So if it's a lawn that experiences a lot of compaction and maybe you've got a lot of thatch buildup, uh, airification would be a good idea. Some lawns might might need it very infrequently, you know, several years in between, uh, while some lawns might benefit from it every you know couple of years. So it's going to depend on the lawn, the type of soil you have, is it a soil that gets easily compacted and so forth. And fall versus spring, much preferred in the fall, isn't it? That's right. You can do it in the spring, but fall is better. One of the things that happens uh, with aerification is that as that soil is brought up to the surface, uh, weed seeds come along with it, and, and, uh, and you're opening up spots for weeds to germinate. Well, there's very little weed activity, new weed activity now in the fall, whereas in the spring, you'd be opening up a lot of spaces and bringing up seed uh, uh, of a number of different uh, annual weeds, summer annual weeds that would uh, flourish if they were given that opportunity in the spring. Eric Watkins, a professor at the U, joining us to talk turf today. And Eric joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. You're welcome to call. Uh, he'll be here through uh, the bottom of the hour and taking your questions on turf specifically. You talked about weeds. Uh, once again, that window's closing because of the active growing season, but uh, do you recommend just, you know, getting a little bottle of, say, like a Weed Be Gone type product and just spot treating those weeds? Yeah, for, for the most part, you you only, you want to you want to be careful not to over-apply herbicides. So we don't, you know, you don't want to apply unless you've got a, a problem. And most of the time, uh, if you want to get rid of some weeds, they're just, you know, infrequent and something uh, like the approach you uh, mentioned where you just get a bottle and spray them individually um, is the way to go rather than a blanket application uh, of the herbicide. But there might be cases where, you know, let's say you got a really bad creeping Charlie problem, for instance, and um, you want to get rid of that, then it, it might be a situation where you're putting down, you know, more herbicide than, than you would with just a, a spot treatment. Yeah, and Eric, one of the other things I, I wanted to bring up, it, it has been so dry and a good part of the greater metro area is still you know, abnormally dry or even in drought conditions, even though we did have a little bit of rain on Friday, may get a little bit today. Certainly not enough to break the drought. Is it still important to put water down? And and do, do you go until the first freeze, hard frost? What what are your guidelines there? Yeah, this is a, a tricky situation of these fall droughts. Um, you wouldn't want your, your lawn to be, you know, in a dormant state or, or a drought stress straight going into winter. There's a lot of important things that happen uh, this time of year later as the plants acclimate for the winter. So they're getting ready to, to go through a winter. And there's some changes that happen to the plants uh, and the grass plants that uh, give them a, a, a good chance to survive the winter. Uh, and if we're dry, some, some of that stuff might not happen quite as effectively. So I think it's a good idea to be watering your lawn. You don't have to be in a situation where you're watering every day. But um, during during a drought period like this in the fall, um, it might be a good idea to water a couple times a week, something like that, just to, just to make sure that grass is actively growing. Uh, we want to make sure there's photosynthesis going on now during the fall as 
the plants began to go into an acclimation period, getting ready for winter. Now, earlier in the summer, we would recommend if, 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 you're, if you're able to just let your lawn go dormant for a time. Um, but it's a little different in the fall because we do want some fall growth uh, as the lawns prepare for winter. Um, also, the, the leaves are starting to fall. I, I've got uh, some trees that are starting to part with their leaves. A couple of old bur oaks are starting to give up uh, their leaves uh, very stubbornly. Uh, th- those usually go uh, well into late October, uh, even early November. It, it's kind of a race against the snowfall. But when when people are mowing, and I would assume people are going to need to mow for a while yet, um, what about grinding up those leaves and putting them into the turf? When, when is it too much to uh, kind of just mulch it all in? So usually you would want to mulch it in. It, the, the problem gets to be when you have so much leaf material that you're getting a layer of leaf mulch on top of the turf. So this, this time of year, that's not going to happen. But if you had a really, if you had a lot of leaves, you had a heavily uh, wooded lot, for instance, uh, as we get closer to winter, maybe, you know, mid to late October, that can happen. And in those cases where you're going to have a thick, we're going to have a layer of mulch leaves on top of the turf, that's when you want to start uh, removing some of that material. One of the problems is, uh, there's a couple of problems. One is that the uh, turf isn't good, the grass plants aren't going to be able to photosynthesize as well right before winter. And then the other problem is uh, we'll see a lot of snow mold disease in those situations where there's a lot of chopped up leaf material. Now, if you have just a, a lot of chopped up leaf material, mulch leaf material that isn't laying on top of the turf and blocking uh, the sun from reaching the plants, then that's fine. And that, that mulch leaf material serves as good fertilizer and it's a good, uh, a good practice that's more sustainable. All right, quick break. When we come back, is it too late to seed? Is it too late to put down sod? Uh, we'll, we'll get Eric's thoughts on that. And by the way, if, if you have a question for Eric Watkins from the U, uh, feel free uh, to call us or text us, 651-461-9226. That is the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. Pleased to be joined by Eric Watkins, University of Minnesota Professor of Horticultural Science. We're talking turf today on the program, and he's going to join us for another few minutes. So there's still time to get a hold of us on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. And from that uh, line... This is a good one. Uh, what about mowing? Uh, they, they've heard that you should gradually uh, mow the lawn a little bit shorter. Is that still true, Eric? Yeah, you can uh, lower the mowing heights a little bit as you go into late fall. I don't, you don't have to do it yet. Uh, but um, reducing the mowing height um, a, a bit, maybe starting in you know, late October would be fine. The, the reason you do that is similar to the answer to, to when we talked about leaves, is less less plant material there uh, for snow mold to be active in. So uh, it's good practice, but you don't have to start that yet. Is there any other preventative for snow mold that, that can be done other than keeping excess material, mowing it a little bit shorter? Is there anything else that can be done? 
there's not anything else that you would do. Uh, there are fungicides and you know, chemicals that will control it, but that is not necessary uh, for a uh, home lawn. Now, on a professionally maintained turf, like a golf course, something like that, there there would be applications that are made because it's uh, it can be quite devastating on a golf green, for instance. Uh, but on a home lawn, most of the time you, you get the snow mold, but it rarely kills the turf. It usually is an aesthetic issue, and then uh, the turf recovers just fine. So if you uh, just make sure there's not too much leaf material, maybe mow a little shorter going into winter, uh, that should be good enough. Um, I brought it up before the break. Um, seeding, sodding. Are, are we past the window now to successfully get a sod or seed to take hold? Uh, we're past the window for a regular uh, late summer, early fall seeding. Uh, I would say the end of that window is about September 15th. Uh, and uh, if you do want to seed, you can still seed, but now you have to wait until you do a dormant seeding. So a dormant seeding would be done usually uh, in early to mid-November at a time when the uh, soil temperatures were too low for seed germination, but the soil was not frozen. So you can still seed, you just have to wait. You're not going to seed now because the plants will be too young going uh, going into winter. Uh, sodding is just fine. So the, that's one of the advantages of sodding is you can really do it at any time during the growing season. So you still have several more weeks left of, oh. of, of time when you can sod. Yeah, and is this a good time, you know, particularly out right along the street or along the curb, that, that area that you know, really gets baked in the summer and warms up first in in the spring. Um, you know, it just seems to be prone to weeds. And I'm to the point now where I just feel like, you know, getting out that flat-bladed shovel and dig some of that out and put a roll of sod down. I, I mean, is that sometimes only the the only way to deal with those really weedy areas along curbs and driveways, et cetera? A lot of times what you're seeing there is the turf is weakened uh, from salt that's put down during the winter. So if you were to seed it now with the same kind of grass you have been using, you're probably going to have the same problem. Um, what you might do is try to uh, try some different grasses that might have a better chance of doing well. So we've done quite a bit of research funded by the DOT and identified some grasses that do a little better in those situations uh, of you know, salt load in the spring. So the fine fescues would be a good option uh, in those sites. So what you could do uh, for, for those who have a similar situation, and I imagine a lot of people do, is dormant seed in some fine fescue seed um, in November, and then uh, that seed should pop up then uh, in the spring uh, once soil temperatures uh, are high enough, and uh, that should do well, and then you'll be in a little better situation going into next winter you'll have a grass that's a little better adapted to those conditions. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about, I, I just want to dig all of this out because once once you start pulling the weeds in those areas, it it really becomes, wow, this, this looks terrible right now. So, um, and, and, and they come out pretty easy, but, boy, you start, you start pulling that stuff out along the street or along the driveway, and uh, it, it, gets, it gets ugly pretty quick. Uh, one other thing on sod in particular, Uh, I've heard this, and and I've put down sod a number of times over the years. Um, No such thing as too much water when it comes to getting sod started anyway? Uh, There could be too much water. The key thing with with sod, and the same thing applies to seed, especially sod, you don't want it to dry out. 
You know, you want you want that 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 sod to be moist the whole time because it's really key that those roots uh, on the sod get uh, well established in the soil. So a lot of times the mistake that people ha- uh, make is that they assume that you know it's going to be fine once it's laid. They put a little bit of water on it. You know, my general watering practice, but you need to really treat it almost like you would a new seeding where uh, you're keeping it moist all the time uh, during that establishment period. And then once it gets to the point where it's, if you give it a tug and it's not moving, then, then you can back off on the water uh, a little bit. And it, you know, that means that this, the roots are starting to get well-established uh, into the existing soil. Right off the top, we talked about aerifying the yard, taking plugs out, especially if it's been a while or, uh, that there's a lot of compaction. Another thing people do, and they rent these machines at the hardware store, and that is de-thatch. Is that something you'd want to do now or you'd want to do in the spring? Uh, you can do it at either time. Now it's probably a little bit, you know, we're getting towards the end of that period as well, but you could still do it. Um, either way would probably be fine. Uh would be fine to do that. Um, the uh, de-thatching, the aerification helps with reducing thatch, um, but uh, and and also de- uh, reduces compaction. And dethatching, then you know, using a power rake or something to get rid of some of that thatch, only deals with the thatch problem. So if, it's, if you have a situation without compaction, but you do have a thatch problem, uh, you know that dethatching operation can be uh, effective. Well, Eric, uh, our time goes all too quickly. Thanks to all the folks that sent texts. And, and some sent texts in on, on other things that grow on our landscapes, but we wanted to keep the focus on turf today with Eric. And, of course, we want to remind people that uh, each and every Saturday morning, uh, experts from University of Minnesota Extension join Denny Long on our Smart Gardens program. Uh, and there's a podcast available, and they talk uh, indoor, outdoor plants of all types. But, Eric, thanks so much for the time. And e- is there a website, is there a resource that people can go to to get more information f- for, from you and the other experts at the U? Yeah, so, of course, you can always go to the Extension Lawn and Garden site. Uh, so extension.umn.edu and search for uh, lawns and landscapes or lawns. Uh, the other thing you can do is go to our uh, turf.umn.edu site. That's where we have updates on our research program. But also on that site, you can sign up for, we uh, we send out a monthly email newsletter and we, you know, give, uh, give a list of things that you should be doing uh, to your lawn that month and uh, some links to some resources. So, uh, you can check out the turf.umn.edu site and sign up for that newsletter. Well, Eric, good to visit with you, and thanks so much for the time. Yeah, no problem, Steve. Bye. All right, there he is, Eric Watkins, professor at the University of Minnesota, Department of Horticultural Science, talking turf. And uh, a lot of us take a lot of pride in our lawns and want to make sure we're doing uh, the, the right thing. I look out my window and say, yeah, I got work to do uh, before the snow flies. We're going to take a break. We'll get an update on the weather. No snow in our forecast. Uh, We'll we'll have that in detail. And then a scary incident at a football game in Richfield. Jim Paulson, who's covered high school sports for the Star Tribune for many years, was there. We'll visit with Jim coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Week four, high school football. We had some games Thursday. ton of games Friday night, as per usual, and then more games today around the state of Minnesota, halfway through the regular season. I happened to be in YZ to see uh, the Trojans win over Totino Grace, and uh, fans and, and students were at football stadiums all over the metro and all over the state on Friday night. Jim Paulson of the Star Tribune happened to be in Richfield. Richfield and Bloomington Kennedy last night, and shots rang out. And Jim joins us on the line, and uh, Jim, scary night in Richfield. Wow. You know, I've covered an awful lot of football games in my life. I've never had that happen at a game where there was shots uh, rang out. I think just as the fourth quarter started, actually I think Kennedy had just scored a touchdown, and then you heard two loud pops outside the uh, north end zone. And uh, people, you know, people, I think people get, took a second to gather themselves, and then this mass 
massive people, football players, fans, everybody started sprinting off the field. Uh, those, there are some of us that are still trying to figure out what was going on, but uh, most people kind of had an idea what happened, and uh, that was it. It, uh, it uh, kind of takes you by surprise when this kind of thing happens. It's something that you like to think is as, as um, vanilla and as wholesome as high school football. Yeah, Jim, was there any doubt in your mind they were gun shots at that moment? None at all, none at all. I'm not a gun guy. I don't hunt. I don't own any guns. So I haven't heard an awful lot of gunshots in my life. I've mean, heard a lot of fireworks in the years and jokingly thought, I wonder if that's a gunshot. There's no doubt. These two gunshots were loud reports. They were obvious. I don't think anybody that heard them had any doubt in their mind what was going on. Um, and uh, it, it, uh, particularly the kids, from Kennedy and uh, and Richfield, the players and the students, uh, I think they got so used to uh, gunfire being a part of their lives, which is kind of a sad commentary, if I may say so myself, that they reacted immediately with uh, sprinting off the field and uh, getting as far away as they possibly could. And you and another writer at the Star Tribune had the story on the shooting incident, and it is available online at startribune.com. We've had reporting here News Talk, A3OWCCO, about the incident. After the shots ring out, you, you, you mentioned the, the players, the coaches start heading in the opposite direction. Um, fans are getting out of the grandstands, uh, trying to get away from where the shots rang out. Describe that scene. How many people were there? It, it had to be complete pandemonium. It was it was very chaotic. It was a homecoming night at Richfield, and well, I don't think it draws quite as big a crowd as you might find in some of the larger suburban schools. It was a significant crowd there, and uh, again, an awful lot of kids that were there hanging out at their football game, and, and uh, uh, without ne- being next to their parents. And if I was a parent, that type of thing would would terrify me. That not that kids are someplace where gunshots are, are uh, happening just outside the stadium, and the, again. The idea that they knew exactly how to react. That's Again, that, what does that say about our society where these young kids know what gunshots are? They shouldn't have to live in that kind of society where that's a significant part of their lives. But yeah, it, was, it, was, it was pandemonium. People were trying to get out, were running across, uh, across the field. Football team didn't, just started running. Both teams never bothered to worry anymore about what was going on in the game. It was, it was pretty crazy. And the funny part about it is, after they instructed everybody that was still in the stadium that they had to leave, and they're telling people to leave to the south exit, fans from uh, both teams um, were leaving to the same exit. Motions were clearly running high. Uh, there was an awful lot of arguing and jawing back and forth, and a couple of times I thought there was going to be fisticuffs breaking up among the fans. Um, I, I couldn't imagine why everyone was yelling at each other, but there was an awful lot of uh, awful lot of. Uh, commotion going on there too they finally got some fans outside the gates settled down but i think everyone is just feeling so nervous and concerned about what happened and, and uh you know it just it, it unsettled us better there jim paulson joining us reporter for the star tribune on the john schuster coldwell banker hotline he was in ridgefield for that ridgefield bloomington kennedy football game where shots rang out uh, at this hour, we still believe they're searching for suspects in this. Um, and 
in in the story in the Star Tribune, it, it was laid out that you know there there was heavier security. There were some people uh, denied entrance to this football game. Uh, there were strict rules on who could get in, who could sit in in the Richfield stands, and and that is typical and has become typical, especially in rivalry games all over the metro area, where where there can be separate entrances and. Uh, they they try and keep uh, fans of the opposing team separate. That is not uncommon. Yeah, that that, that happens all over the place. I mean, you saw last week uh, there was a fight outside the Dino High School um, at a football game. So it can happen just about anywhere. I mean, you get emotions running high, and you know you have uh, rivalry. It seems uh, that uh, you know they uh, jaw back and forth, and they and over social media, and some people, particularly younger minds take it pretty seriously and, and uh, emotions get ramped up and next thing you know, things like this happen. But uh, it, it's really sad that in a situation where I've always thought football is one of the, the great experiences in high school life because it brings everybody together from all walks of life at a, at a stadium on a Friday night um, where you don't have to worry about classes or schools or bells and that, that kids can be themselves. It's such a terrific community event. It's sad when something like this can really uh, bring it to a halt like this did. So, so Jim, after the shots ring out and, and people are trying to get away from the scene, get off the field, get out of the bleachers, get out of the stands, we understand that people were sheltering in the school at, at Richfield. And I, would underst- and I understand there was quite uh, quickly a large law enforcement presence there. The law enforcement showed up very quickly. I mean, it was within five minutes that I think we, I was seeing from my spot in the press box after the shots rang out at least a half a dozen, maybe more uh, law enforcement and first responder vehicles. And by the uh, time I was able to get out of the parking lot, it was at least double that. They had the streets blocked off. Um, it wasn't just uh, uh, police responder vehicles. They had uh, uh, fire trucks and uh, EMS trucks there. I think mostly in helping to give a strong presence and keep the streets blocked off. Um, but the, the city of Richfield did a, a stellar job in their response to uh, what happened there. Uh, I think it ended up hearing that two people were shot, neither one fatally. One I'd heard uh, got lucky because the shot hit a cell phone um, and, and may, have, may have saved their life or saved them in that regard. But, uh, um, yeah, it's it's the type of things that uh, happened. It was it was chaotic. It was hard to really know what was going on at that time. Uh, I was wondering if I was going to be able to get my car out of there and, and, and get out of there, but they allowed me to uh, to leave probably I don't know twenty minutes after the uh, after the shots had uh, had been heard. Yeah, and uh, Jim, you you were one of the reporters on site. I also believe that the game was available uh, on streaming, and there is some. Mm-hmm. video that's been been circulating out there about the moment the the shots uh did did ring out and and my first thought and like i say i was at a football game totino grace at Wyzetta, and i listened to the twins game on the way home and then really didn't turn on the tv or interact with the media i was kind of done after a long day and after the football game and just kind of shut it down and didn't hear about it uh, until this morning, and I, I think there were maybe uh, a fair number of people that that weren't around television news or or around the radio late last night that that hadn't heard about it today. 
And once again, it is a rare incident. We should also point out that generally uh, when I go to a football game or a basketball game or a hockey game or whatever, there is a law enforcement presence there. Uh, whether it's a hockey game up in Andover or a football game out in Wyzetta or wherever it is, uh, there there is a law enforcement presence at these events. Yeah, and, and obviously it's definitely needed because, again, you're talking about um, uh, youthful minds and uh, kids whose emotions are running high, particularly in terms of yep. uh, rivalries, and everybody wants to win and everybody wants to uh, the, you know, the social media aspect where teams are going back and forth at it. It, it. it can get a little bit heated, so it's a very good idea to have a police presence. I think that incidents like what happened last night at Richfield and the week earlier at Edina and um, what has happened, I've heard at Minneapolis Henry in, in the Minneapolis uh, conference, that there's been some threats of, of violence outside football games that have affected the games themselves. When these sorts of things happen, I think it becomes incumbent of law enforcement to have a strong presence at the game because there are such a large number of people. Anytime you have uh, a significant number of people gathered in one spot, potential for dr- trouble um, just is exacerbated. And so I think it's very smart for law enforcement to be as present and as visible as possible. Well, it, it, it certainly was a dangerous situation last night in Richfield. Jim, good good to visit with you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're safe. And, you know, in, in that stampede to clear the bleachers and, and get out of harm's way, you know, I, I'm glad there uh, haven't been more reports of, of serious injuries in that situation. Yeah, you know, other than the fact that there was some jawing back and forth between fans as they were leaving, I thought it was pretty civil for the most part, that people were, were yeah. understood the, the brevity and the importance of the, of the situation and how, how much they needed to take shelter and, uh, and get, get away from it as far as, as far as possible. And, you know, like they had made sure that Kennedy was able to not go on the bus, but they went into the Richfield High School to uh, uh, protect themselves um, after the game, and the Richfield team was in there as well. And, and, and so I, I, I think they, the authorities reacted properly. They reacted quickly, as they well should. And uh, it's just one of those things that just is an unfortunate commentary on the times in which we live. All right, Jim. Thanks as always. Good, good to visit with Thanks you. Thanks for having we're me. Happier circumstances. Uh, talk again soon. Yeah, there was a lot of football to talk about this week. I, I appreciate you giving me a call. Yeah, there he is, Jim Paulson, joining us from the Star Tribune online at StarTribune.com. He was at Richfield High School, and once again, uh, the search for a suspect or suspects uh, continues and jim joined us on the john schuster coldwell banker hotline quick break we'll come back uh speaking of football huge college football day uh the vikes go tomorrow hey we have the twins and the angels fan appreciation weekend coming up on the radio our pregame show begins at 5 30 first pitch just after six o'clock from target field here on news talk e3o wcco little light rain moving through parts of the metro area. Tonight, clearing late. Alone here, 52. Tomorrow, sunny and breezy, 67. Vikes and Lions downtown. U.S. Bank Stadium. Twins and Angels. Final game of the three-game series downtown as well. And the weather this hour brought to you by Arrow Drapery and Blind. College football today. Uh, Big Ten action. Northern Sun. Uh, we've got huge game in the MIAC today as well. 
St. John's at Bethel. And right now, Bethel leading it late, 28-24. We hope to get a game report on that one uh, before we say goodbye uh, today. Uh, here on News Talk, E3OWCCO, Minnesota all over Michigan State. Late second quarter, 17-0. Mo Ibrahim, 18 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. How about Tanner Morgan, 15 of 18, 187 yards and a touchdown. Chris Ottman-Bell out. Doesn't matter. The Gophers dominating Sparty. 17-0 in East Lansing. Late second quarter there. And it looks like it's gone final in Arden Hills. Bethel knocks off St. John's. 28-24. Johnny's fall to 2-1. Bethel moves to 2-1. A huge victory. Uh, for the Bethel Royals today over their rivals in the MIAC today. One other final out of the MIAC, Gustavus winner on the road at Concordia 23-6. We're just getting started on the scores. We have all the news, all the weather coming up at 4 o'clock. Then we'll go outdoors with Steve Carney, fall hunting and fishing in the spotlight, and then much more college football here on a Saturday. Kerry Clatt is our producer. My name is Steve Thompson. Here on News Talk, E3O, WCCO. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.